Welcome back to another episode of the Teen Catalyst Podcast, helping teens become men and women of impact. Today, I want to talk about five personal finance tips for young adults, especially especially young adults. These are great no matter what your stage in life is, but if you can get a grasp on sound financial principles as a teenager, the the potential for the impact you can have in life, the impact you can have on everyone around you is multiplied exponentially. I wish so bad I had learned these things at a young age instead of living for the weekend. Sure, it's great to have money for the weekend, to go out with your friends, to buy that new pair of shoes or that new hat or whatever the thing is that you want. That is great. Teens want that. They need that. But if they can get a grasp on how to earn and how to save and to build for the future, the potential is unlimited. So I've got five personal finance tips for teens. But before I jump into that, I want to talk about How to Not Suck at Life. It's a book by Connor Boyack. I had him on the Constructive Liberty podcast, oh, I think two weeks ago. I'll drop a link to that in the show notes when I release this episode. But I want to, occasionally I, I like to open the book up and just read one of the tips he has. And the one I turn to today, interestingly enough, is start a side hustle or two. Nearly half of Americans have a side hustle, an extra job, a freelance career, or a small business that they operate in addition to their full-time focus. There's no reason why you as a teenager can't be part of that group too. All you need to do to get started is find the problem that people have. 15-year-old Noah Mintz. For her, it was the fact that her parents had struggled for years to find babysitters who would do more than just sit on their phone, disengaged from the kids that they were supposed to interact with. So she started Nannies by Noah, a company that pairs families and highly engaged caretakers whom she personally vets. Families love having help in identifying quality babysitters, and they pay her a finder's fee and a portion of every payment. Things grew so well that Noah, still in school, was able to hire a full-time CEO to take over operations and keep growing the company. It's always amazing to see what I'm capable of, she remarked. As I like to say, I don't let my age get in the way. No matter what your age, you can identify a problem and go out and start solving that. Go out and start providing that solution to the world. You might start the next mega corporation. Who knows? The next world-changing, earth-shattering invention, whatever that might be, go out, identify a problem, solve it, provide the solution for the world. With that, let's jump into five personal finance pointers for young adults. Now, I have to put a disclaimer here. This is for informational purposes only. It's not financial advice, okay? I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not an attorney. I'm not an accountant. This information is not a substitute for financial advice from a professional. It's merely me I am a financial coach, providing information on places where you can get started learning how to manage your personal finances and create a life of impact. So let's jump right into it. Number one, you need to become financially literate. In order to understand money and how it works, you must study the subject as if you were a student of it. Because this, stu- this subject is not covered in school. You're not taught about 401k, about reducing your tax burden not taught about budgeting. Instead, your mind is so overrun with mostly irrelevant facts that you'll never, ever, ever, ever 
use in life. So when you go out into the real world, you become clueless. You're, you go out and start adulting clueless about money unless you, you know, studied a financial course in college or something like that. The best way to remedy that problem is to study the subject on your own, right? Borrow some books from the library, watch some videos on YouTube, begin to understand budgeting and investing and other financial subjects and concepts. Number two, you need to eliminate debt. Or if you're a teenager, don't get into debt. Don't start borrowing money. The old proverb says it's better to go to bed hungry than to wake up in debt. And that's 100% true. Debt can ruin your financial future. Millions of Americans are up to here in debt, whether that's credit card debt, student loan debt, car payments, mortgage payments. It never seems to end, right? Debt, like it's the antithesis to freedom. You have to hate it with everything and do everything you can to not get into debt. Avoid making purchases on your credit card if at all possible, especially if you won't be able to pay it in full at the end of the month. You're better off saving up and then buying it when you have the cash saved up, right? Or have a credit card, put the put whatever the purchase is on the credit card and then pay it off right away. That way you're, you're not stuck in that revolving door the interest building up and all of that. And sometimes going into debt to buy a house is okay. And yeah, you need to look at each individual situation. Definitely sometimes starting a new business, borrowing money for that is good. That type of debt isn't always bad. It does come with risk, but without risk comes small reward. With great risk comes great reward is what they say. Debt that's incurred to pay for entertainment things that you would put on your credit card, like going out on the weekends or going to sports events or whatever those things are, that's not the type of debt you want to incur. You got to understand the difference between good debt and bad debt. Eliminate any debt possible and avoid owing anything to credit card issuers. You don't want to be in debt to a credit card company. That interest rate is sky high. Number three, you need to learn how to create a budget. Budgeting is not a fun term, right? Most people dislike creating a budget or even having a routine for their day. They feel like structure restricts them and they want to be free and uncontrolled, right? I mean, that's what we all want is that freedom. But what most people fail to realize is that routine and structure give you more freedom because you're the one that's creating the budget or that structure for yourself. So if you have a budget and you follow it, you stay debt-free and that gives you more freedom. But if you just like spend your money all willy-nilly and you end up owing the banks and the credit cards and auto companies and all that, do you have freedom? No. You're in financial servitude to them. You're basically a slave to whoever you owe money to, right? You're not free. You barely have any money for yourself on that. You got to pay off the high interest rates and outstanding balances and backdrafts and overdrafts and all of those things to the bank when when you don't have the money. There's no freedom here. It's only stress. So following a, a sensible budget might sound boring, but the benefits are priceless. More money saved, more peace of mind, better control over your spending habits. So create a budget for yourself and follow it closely. Number four, you need to find a balance. You've all heard the saying, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, right? It makes Ken a dull boy too. I like to play. But having a budget isn't about being overly restrictive. 
It's about making sure you don't slide down that slippery slope of debt into financial ruin. Nobody wants to be in financial ruin. But as a young adult, you want to have fun as well. And that's okay. You've got to find the balance between saving and spending. It's a happy medium. You don't want to work only to only work and not have any fun at all. Like part of working is so that you can enjoy life. Save your money first and then spend out of what's left over. The key is moderation, all things in moderation. Number five, you need to learn how to earn more money. The best way to save more and spend more and invest more is earning more, right? As simple as that sounds, so many people overlook that. They try to eliminate every little thing possible. Like, okay, I can't go drink any coffee at the coffee shop and I can't buy that candy bar and I can't do this and I can't do that. Well, maybe, you know, if if you're overdoing it on those things, sure, cut back. But learn how to earn more. The more you earn, the more options you have. Your earning capacity makes the biggest single difference to your financial situation. Most people who earn a lot still go broke because they manage their money poorly. But if they manage it well, they do a lot better than somebody who's earning less and also managing well. And since you're still young, your goal should be to earn as much as you can and to spend it wisely. So even if you're stuck in a dead-end job, you know, you're probably still in high school. But if you have a job, an after-school job that just drives you crazy, you can still learn valuable skills that will be rewarded well for when you get out of school. You know, that you still need those skills. Too often, we're led to believe that college education pays to uh, better paying jobs, but that's only true if, if that degree is valued in the marketplace. And a lot of students end up working jobs that's not even in their degree field. They get some kind of master's of arts degree and end up flipping burgers trying to pay off their student loan. Then, and then they get stuck at these low-paying jobs and massive student debt. You don't want to do that. If you're in this position, you want to assess your situations and options and ask yourself what you can do to earn more money. How can I get out of this burger flipping situation, this job, and earn more money, pay off what I owe, pay my commitments? I committed to paying that thing. So how can I earn enough money to pay that off and live the life I want to live? Sometimes that doesn't mean working longer and harder. Sometimes it does. But you also need to look at your skills and see if you can learn new skills and trades that help you to earn more money for less work, right? Use your brain a little more. This is not just a hat rack. There's also needs to be a brain inside here that you use. And for those of you listening to the audio, I'm on the live stream demonstrating my hat. (laughs) The internet has endless opportunities to make a side income, which you can turn sometimes into a full-time income. There's so many people that sit right here in front of the computer and make a full-time income. A lot more than I make going out into the construction world. A lot more than many of you make with your full-time job down at the hardware store or whatever job that might be. There's so many people that maybe maybe they have a blog or, or a YouTube channel or something like that. They make good money. There's so many different opportunities out there. You just have to identify them. And when you're earning more, you can afford the finer things in life and save more too. So find ways to increase your income. I'll be back next week with five more tips for teens on personal finance management. Now do good work. 